connected to the land with Four Rivers Equipment and John Deere. Welcome to the Four Rivers Podcast. We are your working partner, and we mean it. Well, today, I am here with Ryan Whitberg. He's the director of sales, and me and Ryan are friends. We go back a ways. We've hunted together. We've goofed off, and Ryan's taught me an awful lot about not only tractors, but also compact utility tractors, and actually sold my wife her first one, um, taught her how to run it, actually way better than me. So... We've got Ryan here today, and we're going to talk about not only safety, but also some of the neat features and some of the different implements you can get on some of the compact utility tractors today and how they can help you around your farm, your ranch, or your small property. Uh, you don't need a big acreage to need or have a want for a compact utility tractor. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, thanks, Fred. It's good to be here. It's awesome. Well, you know, I know you guys deal with this all the time, but you know, probably one of the first and foremost things that Four Rivers preaches as well with any piece of equipment is safety. So let's talk a little bit about some of the features um, that keep people from getting in trouble. Because I would assume, maybe wrongly, that a lot of people that get compact utility tractors, it may be the first piece of you know larger equipment uh, that they own. And you guys take safety very seriously. And I know these John Deere compact utility tractors have a lot of features built in to help people from getting in a bind. Yeah, and that's a great it's a great topic for sure, Fred. Um, what we have found is just like you said, it's a lot of times it's the first really piece of large mechanical equipment that they've owned or operated. And in Colorado, you know, like everybody has seen, the growth is unbelievable. So there's so many small farms being built, and and people really focusing on sustainability and be able to grow some of their own vegetables or take care of their own horses or whatever it may be. And they're they're getting into a piece of equipment now that they that they need to op, you know big enough they need to operate and and got to do that safely so we've been trying to put some initiatives out there to help some folks know how to take their decks on and off safely the three-point implements on and off safely because it's amazing how many places you can pinch a finger or or get caught in a pto shaft understanding that they spin and turn and if a piece of clothing catches it you're you're gonna you're gonna get in trouble so yeah there's a lot of things we can do today to to make customers safer if they're if they're looking for that knowledge and a lot of people have already done it been there done that as well so we never know when we sell a machine to somebody what their experience level is so we're trying to ask those questions trying to make sure they have the the compliance um, and then one of the easiest things to see in the industry and the government's kind of helped do this over the last few years but any equipment you see today that's made for human to ride on or ride in you'll notice if it has a roll bar it has a seat belt if it doesn't have a roll bar it doesn't have a seat belt so like an atv doesn't have a roll bar or a seat belt and neither does a motorcycle but a small tractor or a utv that holds two people will have you typically have a roll bar will have seat belts because if you have a roll bar they want to keep you in because a roll bar keeps you safe in a rollover oh. where if it isn't a roll bar then they don't want to hook you to something that's going to squish you so they want you to fly off and get out of the way. So it's a very different approach. But little things like something. that that people normally don't know or don't see comes into common play in, in what we do today. So we just want to help people understand some of the different things on the machines and keep people safe. Well, they're super easy to use. I mean, my wife is a, is pretty small. I, we, the whole family, we tease her a little bit. But she's about 5'4", 115 pounds. And what's amazing to me is those are set up to where she can run it. And when you, you know, first went over that piece of equipment, the first compact utility tractor we bought, she was blown away that she could switch back and forth from a bucket to hay forks uh, to the mower attachment, all kinds of features that she didn't think she could do originally. You know, as a, as a rather petite woman, the fact that it's set up so easily to change out those implements with a couple pins and set it up, 
just the implement changing is awesome. But again, there, if you do it safely, you're going to be in a lot better shape. Exactly. And nobody wants to have to go get help to work, to use their machine. Cause a lot of times this, it's what they do. And that's a sense of pride for what they're doing. So they want to be able to run it on their own. And like, and like Michelle's 3025 that she has, all of our implements and attachments are made to go on with no tools. So there's no reason to have to call somebody out to go do it. We're doing some YouTube videos on how to hook all those things up so you can go find them and, and understand how to hook things up or take them off with just a couple of simple clicks or levers to flip and not have to go get tools out or have the strength to move something around. The machines to do that work for you. And there's a lot of brands out there. You've got to get tools out and do other things. But we're trying to stock in the John Deere line only products that you don't have to do all that with, that you can make it make it much simpler. much Because it should be fun. I mean, I don't know about you. I'm sure Michelle's the same way I am. When you go out there and get on that tractor and she goes to till her garden or feed the horses, it's like therapy. Oh, yeah. It's getting away from reality for a few minutes and just going and enjoying what you love, the reason you're in the country, the reason you're in the mountains, whatever that may be. So we want to make sure that people are doing that safely and have the have the opportunity to. And one of the great things about that, like you said, getting on a tractor, it's one of the few things that you can do where you can turn around and see exactly what you've done. You get instant gratification, instant feedback. When she puts the tiller, you know, on that on that little tractor, she can look at her garden and go, wow, I just made my whole bed ready for seeds. It's, it's, it's ready to roll. So, you know, we do a lot of the field to table, and she cans hundreds of quarts of vegetables that she grows herself. And you mentioned it, the sustainability. People are growing, eating more organically, and growing themselves, whether it's chickens and chicken eggs and, you know, goats or, you know, as you know, I have a dairy cow, so I get fresh milk, and then we, you know, do the garden with the vegetables. But there's a lot of people that are going, wow, you know what? I can make a small garden here. It doesn't have to be huge, but I'm going to need a piece of equipment to help me do it, do it more effectively, and do it easier. But some of the features that I really appreciate that have been built into some of the compact utility tractors is even like the seat uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it the uh, you know the safety the safety seat or the seat shut off. Uh, what's the proper term for that? And explain to people why that tractor shuts off and why it has that switch in the seat. Yeah, it's an operator present switch. So if you get out of the seat with it in gear and running, it'll die. Or if your implement is still turning, it'll shut off. So you can't start it. You can't walk up next to it and start it. You're supposed to be able to sit in the seat, apply the brake, or have an industrial, depending on the configuration of the machine, to get them running. Um, and that's just if someone doesn't get run over. Because you could go up there to start it, kids could run a mixture or whatever. Um, probably my favorite safety feature on the compact utility tractors is our loader. Almost all of our loaders are made to come off quickly with no tools. And when I say quickly, less than two minutes, I can take a loader off a, a common uh, compact tractor. And when they're off and you're off tilling the garden, where are the kids at? You know, where's the, where's the neighbor kids at? They're over there playing on the thing you just unhooked. So it's got to be safe even when you're not near it or around it. So the John Deere loader is actually designed when you take it off, the, the hood guard frame ends up becoming the mount. So you can walk up to one of the loaders, like my personal compact tractor. You can walk up to mine when it's sitting out there in the field, and the kids can crawl on it, climb around it, push buttons on it. It doesn't matter. They're not going to get hurt. There's nothing there that's going to move or change or fall over. And John Deere is the only brand that can say that today, which is really kind of neat. If you look at all the other brands, they use like more of a foot stand style, and those can sink in the mud, or you can step, you can push on the back of the loader frame, and the loader will tip over in the yard. Well, there's a lot of safety risk to that. You know, there's these folks that are playing around it. They're not even the operators. They're even less trained typically, or they wouldn't be playing on it. You know, they're kids. They're adventurous. They're out there looking at stuff. So we're trying to keep everybody on the farm as safe as we can, not just the operators of the machine. When you're out, when you're out doing things, and by being able to take that loader off safely and quickly, now you can go till the garden without that loader six feet in the air above you. 
You don't need to lift that up when you're driving around. I drive down the road and I see loaders way up in there all the time because people are trying to get better visibility. Well, if you can see better with it in the way, but can you see above you? Are you going to catch a line? Are you going to catch a pole? Are you going to catch the eve of the house, the edge of the garage, the edge of the trailer? You're going to hit something else or tip over because you've moved your center of gravity so high. So we would much rather sell you a machine you can just take the loader off quickly and easily and let it sit there on the ground out of the way so you can operate your machine safely while it sits there safely. Well, I know for our purchase, that was one of the things my wife loved is, is some of the safety features, just like you mentioned, the you know, the trip swigger and the, I'm going to call it the trip trigger in the seat. Tell me the proper name again. Uh, operator presence switch. The operator presence switch. So it knows yeah. when the operator isn't yeah. present. But, you know, she was super impressed with that, as well as what you just mentioned. I mean, the safety feature with that loader where you don't have to worry about it once it's off. Um, you know, we use, she probably uses that piece of equipment more than anything we have because it is so easy to use. Like I mentioned, she can swap it off. I jump on it a bunch when I've got smaller jobs that I want to do. Um, if I'm moving some gravel or I've got to move some rocks or I've got to move a little bit of dirt or we even, and it was because of you, we got one of those little box blades on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have, if it's not a dirt driveway, they've got a little road or a little access or something on their property they want to smooth out. And even that little box blade that you can get for those compact utility tractors is amazing. I mean, we literally can keep our roads right around the house in great shape and level with that box blade. Well, like heroin and arena, if you're out there working in an arena, if you're barrel racing or whatever, maybe if the horses, you've got a level out the stall, level out the pins, and that's a great way to do it without digging a bunch of holes. And they're a simple implement. They're also a safety feature you don't even realize because they're weight in the back and they're down low. So when you're doing loader work, if you can leave that box blade on, it adds weight, which is ballast to the lower part of the machine, clear to the rear. So you have less chance of tipping over when you're doing loader work with that thing attached as well. Um, it's definitely something you want to look at the first time you go out to use your compact tractor. Just to just walk around it. Look at the pins that connect those things. Make sure nothing caught a pin. Make sure nobody's playing on unhooked a pin. Because if a pin comes loose on a on a rear implement, for instance, and you go to do something, it's going to move a direction it wasn't intended to move. It could flip up at you or go sideways. It could hit could hit something or hurt somebody. So. Just doing a simple walk around is really what we recommend today. So make sure you're walking around it and ask some questions. And another industry standard you'll find when you look at a compact tractor, if, you, if you're sitting on it and you get confused about what something's going to do when you hit a lever. So the colors mean things. So an orange lever or knob on a, on a John Deere tractor is movement. That means if I move this lever, I'm going to affect what this tractor does physically moving. So the throttle has an orange handle on it. The gear shift has an orange knob on the top of it. Because that means the machine is going to move differently if you move this lever. And a yellow button on an implement means an action is going to happen. If I flip this yellow switch, it's typically a power takeoff switch. So a PTO or power takeoff, that's going to affect how the rear mower works or the digger or whatever you have hooked onto it. So the color of the knob you're about to touch is going to tell you what kind of activity is about to take place. So it gives you a reminder if you haven't been on it a while or if somebody gets on it that isn't as familiar. Well, and even the pedals. I mean, it sounds simple, but the fact that even the pedals have a forward arrow and a reverse arrow, I mean, that's a handy, literally, you know, if if I'm on it, Michelle's on it, or like you mentioned, you put somebody on it that doesn't know, you can look at the pedal and know exactly which way that's going to go. And, you know, we were at an event one time at Four Rivers where people were just getting on compact utility tractors, and we were playing around with it. We were picking up balls, and we were dumping them in baskets. And that was such a neat event to me that you guys opened it up. If you go by a Four Rivers location, you can just put your buddy, you can hop on one, you can take your wife, your girlfriend, whoever, 
and put them on a compact utility tractor and let them drive it around to see how easy it is to operate and how easy it is to use. Yeah, we've got some demo facilities set up, usually behind the building, most of our locations, just so people can get on and test one out, move some material around with a bucket, just to get a feel for how intuitive the, the controls are and how it works. But yeah, you referenced the twin touch pedals that we have. So instead of having a, what's called a treadle pedal or a forward and backward button that you can't tell which direction to go other than the rear button's going to go backwards, these are actually clearly labeled with an up down and it's molded right into the iron. So it's not a sticker, a decal that's going to come off. It's, it's part of the material itself, which is kind neat about John Deere, a little fun fact, uh, John Deere actually has their own foundry in Waterloo, Iowa. So a lot of those metal products, they actually make themselves. They, they get the molten steel and they make their own cast iron and nodular iron and different recipes and things. So they're a little bit insulated from some of the price increases you get from a lot of foreign metals and a lot of uh, supplier-based issues because they make so much of that iron themselves. Well, then made right here in the U.S., which is anything that's made in the U.S. or any parts that are made in the U.S., I think everybody's realizing even more in this day and age how important that is to support. Um, Give me run through for people that may not know, because I had no idea, even when we first bought our compact utility tractor, um, you may be aware that there were different attachments, but I had no idea how many options there were. Yeah, some of our popular ones, I mean, there's obviously hundreds and hundreds of things you can do with your tractor, but one of the most common implements we see today once somebody's owned it a while is some way to move a trailer around. Because if you have a compact tractor, you probably have a trailer to move it, or you have a horse trailer, or you have a boat, or you have a camper. So we see a lot of people today buying an implement or an accessory to either go in their loader or the back of their tractor because they have hydraulics. They move up and down. So I can, like for instance, in my yard and, and a number of my friends that have seen my attachments, you can move my boat trailer around the farm. I can move my horse trailer around the farm. And I never get off the seat. So I can back up and move that machine around safely without having to get off, jack them up, crank them up, crank them down. And you have good visibility being in an open station machine like that. It's much easier to get around with than, than for instance, getting your pickup out. So it's it makes some great attachments for the front, like pallet forks. You have an attachment, you have a pallet fork on the front to move pallets around. So if you have heavy things you move very often, get an old pallet. You can get pallets everywhere. I mean, everyone has pallets you can go pick up. Even if you have to buy them, they're $7 to $10. You throw things on pallets, and then when you're seasonality and you're moving things in or out of your garage, move them with pallets. You don't have to move them by hand all the time. And those same pallet forts that move tires around, uh, there's a lot of input attachments you can go on it. With the same frame, you can take the forks off and put on a bale spear. So if you want to move small round bales or even small square bales, you can do them with pallet forks or with a bale spear. You can take that same attachment off and put in a receiver hitch. So when you want to move your trailers around, you can put a receiver hitch on that thing to move it around to put it in and out of storage for the winter or whatever that may be. Those are most common uh, fun use items. You know, summer and spring, we see a few tillers being used. There's not a lot of tillage on the compacts. We see a, a number of tillers being used. But the box blades, like Michelle has, is, is definitely our, our highest selling unit. Those uh, box blades for the rear, they just make everything easier when you're trying to maintain property. Oh, yeah, whether it's spreading gravel smooth or fixing a dirt road. Um, or like you said, a lot of people have horses, you know what I mean, or a small pasture that they want to straighten out. And I've I've used it a lot, and so has my wife. But the, the feature you just talked about, being able to move trailers, boats, things like that, keeps you from breaking your back. Or how many times have you gone, oh, well, I just need to move it a little bit. And you mm-hmm. go over there, and next thing you know, you're laying there because you pull the back. <laughs> yeah, and not all of us are in the best shape we've always been. So <laughs> usually by the time we can we can afford to have a compact tractor to take care of things, we're not we're not exactly lifting a lot of heavy things anymore. So having a machine to do it can certainly keep you keep you from getting yourself hurt, you know, yep. which is a huge safety thing. Gives you a ton of advantages. And we use ours for even moving snow. 
You know what I mean? Literally, we use the box plate, and what's nice is, you know, with with the rubber tires that you know that we purchased, it, man, we can we can roll it right up on the driveway. You know, we're not hurting anything. We lower that plate, we can scrape it right off and make it make it nice. Um, now you mentioned the tiller, which was interesting to me because the tiller is probably one of Michelle's favorite besides the box blade and the, you know, the hay spears because she uses that for feeding the horses. It's hard for her to lift, you know, a 50, 75-pound, even a small bale. So she'll just take, pick them up and take them over to the horses and, and feed them. So that's a super, super handy feature. Um, how many different sized small utility tractors do you guys have, like the compact utility tractors? Because I like people to realize, I mean, I know there's a bunch of different sizes, but – you know, there's different frame sizes or different engine sizes, horsepower. Yeah. So talk a little bit about maybe even some of the more popular ones um, because what's blown me away, and I guess the biggest thing I want people to get out of this is my wife had never been on a tractor before she got, you know, the compact utility tractor. She'd maybe sat, sat in the old John Deere 4020 with me a couple times. But once she drove it, you know, at Four Rivers, she was like, wow, I love this because I can do it without you. And I can do a lot of the chores. I can do a lot of the stuff around the house. Talk a little bit about how easy they are to run and how there are different sizes based on what your needs are. Yeah, there was there was a couple of, actually a, a funny point to that when I when I was working with Michelle to get her tractor, she want, actually wanted me to trade in her snowblower. I'm like, you you want to trade in your snowblower? She goes, yeah, it, it's useless. It does very little. Um, so, but I had to inform her I don't take husbands yeah. on trade. So she tried to get Fred traded in on the tractor because he doesn't do a lot around the house to help with snow removal other than hand her a shovel. Yeah. And she did definitely does not think that's appropriate. So so we got we got her fixed up. She's well, got I'm a box away for it now. And, and the snow shovel has not been used since. No, no, no. You So no, you, you bring up a good point though. So the numbers actually mean something on a John Deere tractor today. So when you look at the compact tractors, there's different frame sizes and there's essentially five of them, five families of tractors, a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five. Pretty intuitive, pretty simple. The smaller the number, the smaller the frame of the machine. So a one family tractor, you know, is that 30 horsepower and under typically. It's for your smaller implements, uh, four foot wide, five foot wide at the most. It's usually our, our uh, starter models. And then there's a number sequence. So a 1023E, for instance, is a one family because that's the first number. And then the next three numbers are horsepower. Well, these are pretty little, so it's 23 horsepower. So it's a 1023. Well, then the E, the letter at the end, really means spec level. So it's you could look at it capability or spec level. So if you think about your vehicles, if you have an LT, you're an LTZ, it's a Chevrolet or whatever it may be, or a King Ranch or an XL or an XLT in a Ford, the lower the letter, the lower the capability of accessories. So it's the machine's just as capable as the fancy higher lettered one, but it doesn't have as many accessories available. So, for instance, the cup holder or tilt steering or added lights or more computerization as you get into the bigger machines. So one, two, three, or four family is the most common uh, in these machines. And by far, we sell more under 30 horsepower tractors a year than all the other families from twos through nines combined. Wow. The ones outsell everything else hands down. There's that many... Uh, large property owners or small farms and acreages in Colorado that we, we, we go through hundreds a year of those small tractors, which like everybody, you know, availability has been somewhat of a of a challenge in, in 21 and, and probably will be some in 22. But we, a lot of those machines come in and out every day for the for the new operators or the small farms. Well, they're the most affordable too, right? I mean, yeah. you know, that's the more, most affordable line. And also really, it doesn't matter. You could have one acre or 
50,000 acres and you're going to find a ton of uses for it. Yep. Um, so I guess talking about that, you guys do your own financing as well. Yeah, right? So if somebody wanted to finance that through Four Rivers or through John Deere, talk a little bit about that or how that works. Because the other thing we looked at um, is, wow, we can we can afford this and get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, you can get in a compact tractor for under $15,000. And you can get in a compact for $100 a month. I mean, there's a lot of options out there. Between $100 a month or $15,000 machine, you can finance up to up to uh, seven years. Depends on what your situation is, how long you want to do monthly, quarterly, semi-annual. You want to pay three months, skip three, pay three, whatever. We're pretty simple to work with. We can organize that to whatever makes sense in your cash flow, what you're trying to do with your farm and in your little operation of whatever kind it may be. So we can work around that. That's pretty simple. It's in-house through John Deere Financial. So it's it's pretty simple uh, to work with. They've got an online form you fill out, get you pre-approved. You know what you're good to go for. And it's very it's completely confidential. So away you go. We also back our tractors with a 10-year warranty. So you can make sure you have warranty on the machine the, the whole time you've got it uh, You got it financed. So you can kind of lock in your costs that way and, and slow down your unexpected expenses. Well, and the other thing is they hold their value. You know what I mean? I, I was impressed at how much, you know, when I had talked about upgrading, you know, and, and I think we still want to do that, at, at how much the one that we bought was still worth. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of across the board with John Deere equipment. But, you know, on the compact utility tractor, somebody puts that investment in, it's nice to know you're going to get that investment or, you know, a, a good portion of that investment back. Yeah, if you keep the machine looking right or keep it shedded or garaged or whatever it may be and keep it inspected and, and serviced, your machine's going to hold this value really, really well. You know, we're very proud of that with John Deere. And in fact, we can't get enough good-use trade-ins. We, we get one trade-in in. There's usually four or five customers in line to buy it. They just don't last very long. There's so much demand out there today. And a lot of people, everybody wants to save a, save a few dollars and get the work done. So a good year-old or two-year-old machine is, is great to have around. Now, in your opinion... Because there's a lot of people that may be listening that go, okay, how heavy are these? How easy it is to move it? Because what happens with me, everybody wants to use our tractor, (laughs) especially with shells, even more so than the larger ones. Like, hey, can we use this? Or, hey, we want to do a garden over at our place. Can we borrow it? How easy is it to transport those? GVW on those. Um, let's talk a little bit about that and how, um, you know, and how you guys as Fort Rivers suggest uh, people haul those. Yeah, and there's a, a wide range. Obviously, it depends what size machine you do, but the owner's manual will give you the, the dry weight of the machine before you before you take delivery. It's in the book. Or obviously, you can talk to your sales team or any of the stores and what they weigh. Most of our machines will fit on a standard car trailer. So these 3,000s, even 4,000s and down, are, li- are light enough that you can put them on a standard car trailer. When I say standard car trailer in Colorado, that means two axles that are carry 3,500 pounds a piece, but in Colorado they have to have brakes on every axle. So if you only have one axle on your trailer, unless it's a heavy-made, heavy, heavy-made, it's not heavy enough to haul a compact tractor typically. You usually have to have a two-axle trailer, and even the lighter two-axle trailers typically can haul all of our small compact tractors. We sell a lot of tandem axle trailers for hauling compact tractors over the years, and it and it's worked real well. Because with our like our ten year warranty, if you bring it into us once a year, just once a year to have it inspect and get the oil changed, that keeps your ten year warranty in in effect. So you can even change the oil at home yourself. These things are not difficult to maintain. They're very simple, very intuitive. And we sell home maintenance kits to do it at home. But if you want to bring it in once a year, we suggest a small tandem axle trailer. 
or you can go rent a U-Haul trailer for the day or whatever that looks like to haul them as well. Our stores are all equipped with the ability to come get them. So if you want it serviced and you don't want to have to haul it to town or don't have the means, you simply call one of our service departments and we'll run out and grab it. Some of our stores are equipped to come service them right there at your location. All of them can if you're more remote like yours, Fred. I know we've serviced yours right there at the house. And other locations that are closer to town, we'll just grab it, run it to town, do it in the shop, rinse it off, and drop it back off. Yeah, it's nice to have those service trucks, especially for where I live, you know what I mean, to come out there. And honestly, it's easier for me, too. You know what I mean? I don't burn up a day hauling it. Um, what general maintenance do you suggest on those? So, you know, somebody may be listening that goes, I wonder, you know, what it takes to maintain them. Um, you know, we found it's super easy to maintain. But if you would, you know, as, you know, Four Rivers and Director of Sales, you know more about them than I do. Talk a little bit about just some of the suggested maintenance on a compact utility tractor. Yeah, there's not a lot to it. It's typically an oil change once a year. It's not every three months like your car. It's typically once a year. Uh, the hour requirements, unless you're doing commercial mowing or something, are, are low enough that change oil once a year. Grease the loader. It's supposed to be every 50 hours on most of our loaders, which for most consumers, that's about twice a year. So you grease the loader pinch points about twice a year to make sure they're in good shape. You check the air pressure once a year. If you're in really dirty conditions or mowing a, a lot of grass with it, you want to check the radiator or the screens in front of the radiator and the side screens more often. So you want to do walk around and do your safety check daily. And if you see any major buildup of a material anywhere, go ahead and wipe that off. Get rid of that extra buildup to keep your machine cooler and keep it safe from, from any fire danger, especially in Colorado. We're getting really dry like we do every year, and you've got to really watch the fire danger. But maintenance-wise, there's very, very low uh, very low maintenance. None of our compact tractors have uh, urea or def fluid like you're seeing in your pickups and, and, and larger diesel machines today. So there's none of that to worry about. It's just diesel fuel, engine oil. I hate to say they don't burn any oil anymore, but the engine technology has come so far that 99% of the customers don't even check their oil between oil changes. And to be honest, I never check mine in my personal tractor either. It still looks good and still full every time I change the oil every year. So there's not a lot to it, but they do have a daily recommended check of the dipstick, obviously, for your oil and your transmission oil. Most transmissions have a sight glass. You can look at the oil without even removing anything. So they're very simple to maintain. They don't take any special knowledge. No tools are required to check anything that you'd have to do on an annual basis. Now, going back to somebody buying one, would you advise, because this, like I said, it was it was a huge feature for my wife. Would you advise somebody drive one like my wife did, you know, go to a Four Rivers location, actually get the seat, drive it, and see how easy it is to pop off, um, you know, the different implements and put them on, uh, like the loader and things like that, just so they can feel comfortable with it. Is that, is that something you would suggest to somebody that may be, you know, in the market or looking for one? It's definitely the way to go. Even uh, it doesn't matter if we even don't even have the right unit on hand for what you're looking at. The ones through fives all attach and detach implements the same way. So even if you upgrade your tractor, so like for, for instance with Michelle's, if she decides to go to a bigger one or a newer one, the implements are going to go on and off the same way they did on hers. So once you have that knowledge, it's locked in. So it's simple, it's simple to know once you learn what you're doing. Um, and right now with availability issues that we're dealing with uh, worldwide, if you get to one of our locations and come in, you don't have to have an appointment, but you can make one. Come in, drive a tractor, see what we have on the hand, even if it's not the machine you're going to end up with. And then what we're doing today is we're pre-booking fall orders. So you can order a machine, sign an order on it, get your deal done, and know what you're dealing with. We'll order the machine, and then a day or two later, we'll have a firm or fairly firm build date when the factory expects to deliver it. Obviously, something could affect that supplier issue-wise, but typically when they give you a date, they're typically pretty pretty good at sticking to that date. And they're prioritizing those orders. 
orders. So rather than an, another dealership getting one for just for stock inventory, and when you sign a retail order and you order your machine, you're actually locked into that machine and you get prioritized prioritized above all the other dealers in their stock inventory. So, and, and like John Deere, like a lot of different folks, we're actually giving some incentives for people to fall order. Because right now, if you try to buy anything for outdoors in Colorado, you're paying full price if you're, you can even find it. There's right. just not much discounts out there. But if you fall order a compact tractor, you actually can get to receive like a free box blade or a discount on the machine for ordering it and waiting for your machine to come. Because you're going to have to do some work manually between then or rent a machine or, or deal with an older one you already have or something for a while until the new machine arrives. So we're trying to help some folks out with that and still get their that their needs taken care of before winter. So the pre-ordering is the best bet, and that's just because of supply, right? I mean, that's because so many people are grabbing compacts you didn't. Yeah. I mean, we were talking before the podcast, and you were saying that's literally one of the most popular machines you guys have. Yeah, we, we sell over 400 of these little baby tractors a year, as we call them. And they're compact utility tractors, but when you line them up at a normal ag dealership with a four or 500 horsepower tractors, these things look like little bitty babies but they're becoming the mainstay of our business. We are doing more of these every year, more training on these, more more orders of these, more inventory of these than any other size we do. So in Colorado, we're fastly or very quickly transitioning from a large ag dealerships to small tractor dealerships because that's really what the future in Colorado is. It's going to be these small tractors and, and mowers and things. So it's definitely become a priority for us. It has for a few years now, and it's just it, that demand is growing and growing. Well, it makes sense because there's only so many people with large, you know what I mean, farms. And, you know, I've done podcasts with some of them, some large wheat growers and corn growers and, you know, guys that are growing all kinds of stuff. But they have a need for the smaller tractors, just like the guys with one to five to 40 acres. You know, that's a huge, it's a huge help for them. So I thought I could run one pretty good. And I don't want you to get a big head, but I thought I could run one pretty good till you came out and uh, we're spinning around and moving some gravel. And uh, talk a little bit about um, lifting stuff up, you know what I mean, and, and, and how you do it. I mean, you're you're a ridiculous operator, just so people know. I mean, I know, Ryan, we're friends, but, you know, you had a pretty cool job. I mean, you know, even before you were with Four Rivers, and in fact, I think almost everybody I've met at Four Rivers is very competent on you know, on equipment, which has always been impressive and makes me feel better when I call up and ask a question about something. But you got to test equipment. You were like, you were getting to beat stuff up and figure out if there was any weak spots. So you've run everything from the little stuff all the way up to the absolute giant stuff. But talk a little bit about safely picking up loads, what you're thinking about. I mean, I know it's second nature to you, just like, you know, driving a truck is to most people or a vehicle or, or whatever. Talk a little bit about some of the things that are going through your head. Um, you know, because we do, we'll, we'll move gravel. Michelle moves manure and she, you know, she'll take it out of the horse pen and she'll put it in the garden, for example, and spread that out. But talk a little bit about a little bit of the safe operation with that. And some of the things that are just second nature to you when you're lifting up something that has a little bit of a load and, you know, percentage wise and how to know what you can lift. Yeah, that's a, it's a great topic. Definitely the biggest safety issue we run into. Um, and the number one thing I tell people is when you do your walk around, the tires look like they've always looked. Do you have any tire that looks different than the others? Because air pressure of a tire is the most overlooked issue you can have. Most of our compact tractors have an industrial tire that's very tough. They don't have flat tires for very rarely, and they're very hard. They're rigid. They don't give a lot. And the reason they're rigid, because they, if they give while under load, that will transfer the weight of that machine, and you can tip the machine over. So, so say key, that one more time, because I think that's a really key feature. And you said that's something that you, you know everybody needs to be aware of, is that it's super, super important 
to keep that tire pressure correct. Yep. If you have an air pressure that's off in a tractor, especially like a front tire that's low, and you lift an implement or a load of manure or hay, or whatever, very high, that tire is going to give or blow out, and the machine's going to tip, and you're going to get hurt. Um, so keeping your air pressure right in your tires and keeping it e- in equal in all your tires is really the biggest thing I can say. And that boils down to low, low CG, so low center gravity. It's all about center gravity. When you're carrying that load of manure out of the porch pin, you go over there and you scoop it up. Once it's scooped up, keep it low to the ground. Don't lift it up high to clear the panel to come around. Make sure you're safe in the way you're hauling it out of there. Pull it forward and back if you have to. It's very simple with our twin touch pedals. It's not hard to do. But get out of that pin with that load as low as you can. Travel the low as you can but another safety issue that uh, we run into is the way loaders operate and deer builds into theirs almost all of our compact tractors have a adjustable valves so when you would move the loader valve to raise the bucket and to dump it you can do it at the same time so you can be lifting it and dumping it at the same time so you don't have to lift it way up in the air you'll end up dumping the load on your head so you need to tilt forward as you're going up to keep that load in the bucket and not the load falling out of the back of the bucket on top of you. So rear ballast can help, like leaving your box plate on the back. That'll counteract the weight that you're adding to the front. Or a ballast box. I actually have a box that's full of rocks. It's literally a box of rocks that hangs on the back of my tractor. So if I'm unloading a pallet of wood or something, we're My dad said I'm as sharp as that before. Yeah, is that pallet of wood or a ballast yeah. box? <laughs> box of rocks? Box of rocks. Yeah, yeah. I resemble that <laughs> remark. But yeah, no, having, having the weight on the back to offset it. So when you go to lift something, look at your front tires. If you know your air pressure when they're, before you get on them and you know your tires are right, when you lift that load, look at your front tire. If your front tire is squishing under that load, it's too much. It's too much for the load of air you have in the tire. So the air pressure of your tires needs to match the load that you're putting on there. So if you're going to add a really heavy in the front, you need to read your owner's manual make sure you're pushing the upper limits of the tire for air pressure to make sure it's not giving. So just match the implement to what you're doing. Most of the tractors won't lift more than what they can handle. Most of them are, are set up to, to lift what they can handle. If you feel it getting funny or a back tire is getting awful light or if you find yourself having to put it in four-wheel drive to move a load around, you're using too much front weight. Because if your back tires don't have enough traction to move the tractor around, you don't have enough weight on the back of that tractor. So add some back end weight. So when you're when you're moving a load around your farm and you have to put in a four-wheel drive, not for a traction issue, but just to move, you have too much weight on the front. <laughs> or if you're hooking on the rear implement and you're doing little wheelies, why it might look kind of cool. That's a little bit fun <laughs> for the kid inside of you. Not good. Yeah. Not safe. Add some front end weight. So definitely just keeping the weight ballast properly. So you're, you're, I'd rather see everybody take two trips rather than one big trip and be able to go in the house safely to do whatever they want to do later rather than be in an unsafe situation. Well, and like you said, refer to the owner's manual. Um, I think both John Deere and Four Rivers, you guys have some YouTube videos either out or coming out on some mm-hmm. of that, correct? Where do people go to for that? Yeah, there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that you can go to to, to look at this. So if you just search the model number, you know, on YouTube, as most people figure it out, if you, if you have a 1023 and you're trying to take the loader off, if you just search 1023... E loader dis- loader uh, dismount or mount, you're going to find tons of dis- YouTube videos. Obviously, we don't endorse everybody that does mount there, but most of them do a good job. And we're trying to find those gaps that they don't have, and we're trying to do YouTube videos of those and get those launched for, for public consumption because we just want to make sure everybody's doing it safely and understands how to take these things on and off. Well, and that's that, that's what's handy about going to a Four Rivers location or, you know, a lot of times a John Deere location to check those out. Hey, before I go into, and you know I'm going to ask you about your favorite here at the end, um, is there anything else you want to add for somebody that might be considering a compact utility tractor? Um, again, I, you know, I bought one from you guys, and I would say that we use that about as much as anything we have. You know, 
know, whether it's feeding, whether it's cleaning, whether it's moving snow, whether it's working in the garden, pumpkins. I mean, Michelle grew pumpkins one year and pumpkins get heavy. (laughs) She she loaded the whole, you know, for a loader with pumpkins and was able to haul the pumpkins that way. So, you know, we're constantly finding different things to use it for, you know, whether it's straightened roads or even an out gravel and things like that. But do you have anything else you want to add before I uh, I pick your noodle on uh, one of your favorites? No, just a little bit there. Just don't be intimidated by one. Don't be afraid that you don't have operators' experience. You know, we have a lot of a lot of professional folks in the country that, that have a horse or they want to take care of a couple acres and they want to get out of the house and have some country time to do it themselves. Whether it's a utility vehicle or a utility tractor, just you don't have experience, don't be intimidated. The machines are made for that demographic. They're made for folks that, that don't necessarily have the experience doing it but want to make life easier. They don't want their back to hurt. They don't want their wives to, they want their husbands to, whatever it may be. So we have a lot of folks that have had knee surgery or back surgery and they just they don't want to re-injure. So they'd rather get a tool to help life be better and, and we love helping those folks do that so see and i think that's a, a great point i think if you anybody out there that's curious go drive one and uh you know from my standpoint um my wife loves that i can run it i love that she can run it because we can get a lot more done um since you have the experience that you have i am going to ask what your favorite john deere is what do you i mean you've driven everything i mean seriously ryan i i don't know if there's a piece of john deere equipment is there is there any piece of john deere equipment you haven't been on there is there's some what there's some uh forestry equipment that is insane <laughs> but they they don't even have steering wheels they have keyboards and oh. not just one keyboard but one in each hand looking the other way what i'm talk not, about uh, artificial intelligence yeah, i'm not good enough no just serious intelligence <laughs> <laughs> i am not talented enough to run that just yet um, but some of the technology we've uh, been incorporating in the machines lately, they've really made them fun to run. But my own farm, I, I farm on the side at home in my entire fleet of equipment, and I just got it accomplished, but everything I own on my farm is antique. Um, and I guess that makes me an antique because it's antique and it's all newer than me. <laughs> so everything I own is 1976. No kidding. So my, my wind rower that I cut the hay with is 1976. My tractor that I rake the hay with, and my rake that I rake it with, and both my balers, a square and round baler, everything is 1976. Now, that's really cool. And no, it wasn't on purpose. It was dumb luck. And once I figured it out, I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah, I can actually you, act like I did that on purpose. Yeah, now you can't ever buy anything that's not 1976. Right. right. And then my youngest son comes out looks at it and goes, Dad, but you used to have a really nice modern tractor that worked really well. I'm like, yeah, this one's greasy. It's dirty. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, I, I like the older equipment. I love technology. I'm a, definitely a, a tech guru, but the old the old iron is just unique. You know, I, you, it harkens back to a simpler day when you think about how your dad did it or, you know, mine isn't old enough to think about granddad did it, but, you know, yeah, how dad did it. Or when you were a kid, you got to see that machine. Well, some of that stuff's still usable. And I didn't restore any of mine. It was still good usable equipment that wasn't good enough for a big farm, but perfectly capable of my little 10 acres. Man, that is awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time. I hope you learned a little bit about compact utility tractors. Uh, Go by and check one out. I think you would be impressed.